Todd decided to restructure order fulfillment. Restructure how? Offshore the whole department. It's <laughs> a good one. I'm not kidding. Check out the spreadsheet. Any American job that's done on the phone or online, it's going overseas. The savings are incredible. You can't outsource order fulfillment. Half our catalog is patriotic knickknacks. If a factory worker from Wisconsin calls the 800 number to buy this and gets a person in another country, he's going to flip out. That's where the accent training comes in. No. No, no way. No, I'm not going to India to train my own replacement. All you need to do is visit the call center, improve the minutes per incident, and make sure the new guy's up to speed. Where does this new guy get paid? Half a million. Rupees. <laughs> That's $11,000 a year to do your job. And it's eight heads for the price of one. <laughs> what are you going to do? This is... This is Open Shop, the podcast. The podcast that documents the journey, 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 the journey of building and launching Open Shop, the small business geo marketplace. Welcome to Open Up Shop, the podcast. I'm your host, EA Green, and we're here to navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and to conquer these obstacles by just getting started. All right. So if you listen to the skit at the beginning of this episode, you can hear that we're talking about something a little different today. Uh, We're talking about sourcing. So, you know, with sourcing, this is what the, you know, the act of like trying to acquire different uh, materials or different resources, you know, that might be outside of like your home area. Um, you know, when it comes to sourcing, like I know a lot of people, you know, they really try to make things, everything homegrown, but sometimes it's just unpos- it's like impossible or it's just not feasible based off of what you're trying to do. So today's episode, we're going to dig a little bit deeper with that to make sure that we can understand everything we need to know when it comes to sourcing. All right. So who I have here today, you know, to make sure to give us a little bit more information about this. I have the crew from Battery Exchange and I have Desmond Wigan and Aubrey Yaboa. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, man. How you doing? What's going on? EA? Hey, what's going on, man? I really appreciate you guys coming out today. You know, you guys are you know taking off, you know, literally. And, you know, you guys, you know. Took you know, kind of carved out some time for a little podcast like mine. <laughs> Not at all, bro. I think it's been a long time coming. So yeah. that's all the good. opportunity is love, right, man? So I, you know, I'm definitely excited about today's episode. You know, because for me in particular, like I don't think I will. You know, at least in the for and like in the foreseeable future, I don't really think I'll be in this space. But you, never know. you know, seeing yeah, but seeing what you guys have been able to do. It's just like there's a whole story here that I just I just want to know because yeah. I'm just nosy like that. I just want to I just want <laughs> to know. And just so you know, if the question ever comes up, you know, I can at least have something like in you know in the back pocket. All right, so guys, before we really kind of get started into the topic about sourcing, can you let the listeners know what gets you started, Des? What gets me started? Um, I think that's a twofold answer, but it's within the same family. So I think legacy is something that gets me started, um, gets me motivated. Uh, I mean, like the reason I wake up is to, you know, prepare and um, cultivate a brighter future for like my offsprings and like my family and like changing the narrative of what, 
you know, the Wigan name really holds. I'm first generation American. My family's from Jamaica. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times having that perspective um, or this opportunity to grow up in America, it's just like, man, you kind of got to be the one right. to, to make something happen. So I really, you know, live with that. I wouldn't call it pressure, but just that enlightenment each and every day just to kind of get things started. And then the other side of that was just just family, like just doing. Um, I feel like there's like ancestors and, you know, people that like yeah. died to just give me this opportunity. And like, I have to be the best me each and every day in right. every capacity. So right. that's, that's what gets me started. Yeah, man. Like legacy. A lot of people don't talk about legacy. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people look at legacy when they're like midway, you know, through mm-hmm. the life. Right. Because they're like, all right, like you focused on yourself for so long. Now it's like, all right, what are you going to leave? Like after that, you know, what are you going to leave behind? You know, so that's really dope that you can like, you know, have that foresight and like be able to really kind of like focus on that. All right. Oh, so what you got, man? Man, for me, it's, it's a little bit of what Desmond said. Definitely legacy, but also um, changing the culture, you know, changing the narrative of what black men are able to do mm-hmm. um, and being in the space of creativity, um, innovation and providing this this new tech that kind of flows into what we're already used to. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see the Ubers, you see the bird scooters, now you have battery exchange, and we want to be a part of those conversations. So right. for me, that gets me up. That gets me riled up because I want to be, or we want to be in those circles where we're providing a service that is needed. You right. know what I'm saying? We want to be connected. We want to be able to share with our friends or um, connect with our communities at large. And with our product, we, we right. kind of got that. So we want to be um, in the spaces where we're not really at. So for us, this is it. That's what gets me riled up, knowing that we're providing this right. this new innovation. Okay, so Battery Exchange, right? You mentioned it. So that's the name of your guys' company. It is. Right, so Battery Exchange is an Internet of Things, um, mm-hmm. you know, like company. Uh, so Internet of Things is basically when you take, like, from my understanding, it's like hardware, and essentially you can connect it. You know, it's connected to the Internet via one way or another, mm-hmm. but a lot of times there's more of like a, like an omni-channel type of feel to it, right? Like where you can, you know, use it across multiple devices or whatever the case may be. Um, so in terms of, you know, how Battery Exchange kind of came into it, and I apologize because I, I haven't really got a chance to have you guys like really give like your backgrounds, mm-hmm. but like tell a little people about your background in terms of like what you kind of contribute to on you know, Battery Exchange, and then we can get into like, where battery exchange came from, the idea, and how it got up to where it is today. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I'll go ahead. So, you know, title wise is you know CEO. So, um, and co founder. We you know we started this thing to 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 really change like uh, and have a better tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just really um, showcase something that isn't supposed to be done. So, I think with that perspective. Um, I do a lot of the strategy side of okay. things. So um, you think about like current day and then scaling and what a few years from now looks like. And I think we joked about it earlier um, in the startup world. Like you, you still do everything. Like I, I kind of definitely have my hands in like yeah. the finance realm. And, you it's know, like 12 hats. It, like um, I think one thing and I just pulled from my Pepsi experience because uh, I went through like a leadership development program. And I was able to see all different aspects of a big business culture and like how they come together and cross team dynamics and how like, how important that is. So like I'm trying to 
use that skill set to curate all the essential pieces to be like an efficient and scalable company right. in every single avenue from software to hardware to like marketing to all these different pictures. So I bring like that side of it. Um, and then there's just some different facets. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you, Aubrey? So co-founder and uh, chief of innovation and marketing. Okay. Um, so on my side, I bring the marketing, the creativity, uh, the insight on how we should approach our target audience, mm. uh, the millennials, the young professionals, the spaces that they're going to be in. How do we build relationships with those venues like the bars, the restaurants, uh, the hospitals, the the convention centers, these type of areas. Um, and like Desmond said, we wear in all different hats, you right. know, um, trying to figure out the legal aspect, the, the business model, the go to market strategy, all of these different um uh, innovative ideas and concepts that we have to pretty much understand and be able to push out there. Um, it's pretty much what we're, what we're doing. So yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, that's how kind of how we operate with battery exchange. Okay. So, you know, uh, for me, like I said, uh, we said it off air, but battery exchange to me kind of, kind of blew up and came out of nowhere right like so i know there's it means there's a lot of work that was done behind the scenes so kind of you know give us like a, a little picture about where the idea came from and then how you know where how you guys got up to today yeah so uh the idea actually uh originated in 2015 um so the the, the whole in a nutshell i had a conversation with my mom uh well my family in general um and we were kind of coming together trying to figure out a way to give back to our family back in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family's from Ghana and, you know, growing up there is very difficult. Uh, third world country, food, water, resources is just very much limited. Um, so when my dad got here, he, you know, bust his ass trying to make a way for right. his kids and same with my mom. So I wanted to give back and I uh, just had a, a late night in the bed and my phone was about to die. Mm. And my my brother had just came home from college and uh, he was in upstairs and I was like, it just hit me like, what if we could wirelessly exchange battery power? Right. And okay. that's when the idea hit me like, that's something that's not out there. Yeah. That was something that we wanted, that I wanted to tap into and figure out how to bring it to life. And because of the market that we were in, because of, you know, me being a black male, the resources and uh, the connections to those people in those fields are very difficult. And when I got connected with some software and hardware people, the prices that they were asking for were just through the roof. You know, right. millions of dollars that <laughs> I don't yeah, even they, make they, anymore. They, like, they, we don't have it. Right. right I barely had a thousand in my account. You right, know right, 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 right. <laughs> I got you. So, so um it was just, I, I put it to the side, kept working, um, but I always had in my mind, like, entrepreneurship, battery exchange. Right. This is going to come man, to life. That, that it happens, man. Like, you might hold it. Yeah. Like, you might hold it, like, you know, I think for me, I want to say it was, like, four years? Yeah, it was three years. years. Right. Three years. So, it was, like, it was like, and I, basically, because I cultivated the idea that for, you know, for Open Shop, like, through my grad, uh, through my MBA program. Oh, really? okay. Right. So, I, like... You know, when it was like, oh, create a business plan, create a financial plan. I took the same idea right. and just took it through every class. Right. right? right. And I had a couple of teachers stop me like, you should do this. Right. And I'm like, all right. But I'm like, that's a whole other whole nother thing. Right. 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 So right. I'll fall. Keep going. No, no, no. So the, it kind of ties in because uh, entrepreneurship has always been inside of me. I just didn't know how to bring it out. Yeah. You know, because the, the community I was around, we all just went to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was in my circle, like starting a business or pursuing um entrepreneurial ideas or things like that so i had to get out of 
you know, the comfort zone that I had with my friends and people who I was close with and step into these incubators, into these co-working spaces um, that Desmond kind of pushed me to do as well. Uh, So what kind of brought it all together holistically was seeing Desmond in China. And this was two years after I had thought about the idea. And I just shot him a a DM like, Mm -hmm. yo, how did you get to China? What was the process like? Because we knew each other since college. So we kept in touch after, but... We were different states, so just seeing him in China, interacting with uh, the people there, and uh, getting the insight kind of propelled me to push and apply to the program. Okay. So, so now, it kind of seems like great segue. I feel like you guys are professionals. You guys are professionals. Like, yeah. seriously, like, I'm, you guys are doing all the work for me. <laughs> all right, so, Des, so, you know, you know, already, like, you know, he hit you up when you, you were in China. What got you, like... How, why were you in China? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's kind of funny because we contrast in so many ways, but we work well together, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I came from, like, entrepreneurship. Like, I'm third generation. Like, my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, my grandma, my, my granddad, like, they, they struggled and figured it out and, like, yeah. made a way with the skill set that they had. So, like, it was really always in my genes. And so, like, with that being in my genes, um, while I was in the corporate environment, I was actually, like, starting companies. So, like, I started a logistical company. I started a fintech company. Um, all in Jamaica because, again, with the resource constriction, there was opportunities to, like, yeah. make opportunities for them, right? Right. And so being down there, like, after graduating undergrad, year after year, a few times, like, pitching down there, I just started to see that there was such a presence of China there. Like, this right. is the Caribbean. Like, what are Chinese people kind of doing around here? Yeah. And I started to see how they were building up infrastructure as far as like now, you know, there's a highway from um, like Mobay to Kingston Mm -hmm. where years past, like you had to kind of go around. It was a few hours. Now it's like under an hour. And so like that influx and then just like the culture that they had there, I was just like, man, you know, one always, you know, being global um, minded and like understanding like there's a bigger world outside of the doors that we see. I was just like, man, there has to be something that I could learn out in China. So for me, I took it as like one, go there, use my time wisely and hopefully come back with something. And yeah. like, you know, through God's grace, that's how like we reconnected. And, you know, two things I always wanted to do was get my MBA and travel and see the world. And I found a program that allowed me to do both. And so I went out there, didn't know anybody. And I think the, like, and he, we joke about it all the time. Like, I, like, sometimes feel like I'm Chinese. Like, I immersed myself, like, a hundredfold because I knew that in order to get, like, all that you could, you had to immerse yourself. Yeah, like, you had to just be you all in. You had to go full-fledged. So, you, so I'm assuming you picked up the language. Yeah, 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 yeah. Picked up the language, like, hung out with Asians all the time, traveled with them. Um, and for me, like, tutors, and I did some other things yeah. as well just to kind of be able. Because I knew, like, how important business was going to be for me there. And I was just like, man, I got to know the culture um, from the people. Yeah. And I got to know the language from the people. And that, in essence, will transfer to, like, the business side. Because business is business. Yeah. Right? And so... Doing that for a while, um, while just being over there, then, you know, Aubrey came over and like we, we just started vibing and we were just like really getting in sync because we come from similar backgrounds. Like yeah. we are first generation Americans. You right. know, we we got that pressure on our shoulders to like make a change to make it work. Innovative, right. right. And so 
you know, when like he brought the idea, you know, we 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 talked about it, thought about it. Like I threw some jabs there, and you know, because yeah. I was always just like, you know, what is it going to be? And and that was it. And what we were able to do in like a few months, because that was the last semester that we were there. Like, and I think we're going to talk about it some more. Um, but it was it was wild, man. The last few okay. months. All right. So, you know, like so with this this episode, we wanted to kind of cover sourcing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, uh, like I mentioned in the beginning that, you know, there's different things, of course, like you might want to grow it or kind of build it, you know, stateside. Right. So what what made you guys like what was the, the thought process about, OK, you know, we have the idea of battery exchange, you know, let's fast forward to that. You know, you know, you want to create this product. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you guys uh, can't see it if you listen to it on the podcast, but Aubrey has like a basically a battery pack that, you know, is maybe about the size of like a iPhone four. If you think about it, yeah. like yep. that has like a couple of plugs for iOS type C and like micro USB. And essentially like it, you know, I used it at a, a conference and I forgot what the name of the conference. B-Y-O-B. Yeah, BYOB, yeah, you know, in, you know, in Georgia over the summer. And, you know, man, this thing, like, it was like record time, man. And I was good, you know, because, yeah. like, you know, you're ripping and running. And I know you see a lot of those, those mini, you know, those those mini ones that you might get at five below, but try, yeah. they're like, the quality is not yeah, that yeah, great, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, try, some people would say trash, but it's not that <laughs> great. So, you know, what, what guy? What what kind of drove the decision making to say, okay, you know, we need to kind of create a prototype and we need to get it from overseas. Being in the hub, being in the flesh, like you see it when we're over there. Like you know, I actually worked in the tech space, and like it gave us a lot of access to like manufacturers. Okay. So like we started getting exposure to that world. And again, like being sound in global economics, you know, a lot of the products that we have here were built from China. Yeah. So it's just like when you're in the hub, like you got to take advantage of those opportunities. So yeah. we started looking at like had a prototype. We started like vetting with manufacturers and seeing who was going to be the one. I remember like we were sketching out like wireframes and like, you know, how the kiosk was going to look and like different things like on a paper yeah. and like giving that to somebody to try and like build out as far as like a prototype. So you you kind of got to start there, but I think that you know, just leveraging the opportunity at hand was something that was the biggest thing for us. Okay. I think to, to, just to build off of that, um, we also had, like Desmond said, we had to immerse. Mm-hmm. And we had to find individuals who saw what we saw in the American market that was missing. Okay. Um, and we came connected with uh, one of our business partners. His name is Steve. <laughs> Steve is a lifesaver, man. Right. He, he is um, really like... He loves us. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, we right. built that relationship. Yeah, he taught us the, the culture, how to build guanxi, which is like business relationships in okay. China. Um, and just, One more time for the listeners. Yeah. What's it called? Guanxi. Guanxi? Yeah. Like, start like guan? Guanxi. Oh, guanxi. All right. Yeah. All right. But that's important. That's everything It's everything. It's everything. So he gave us the the rundown on that. And gave us the tour of different places in China, and mm-hmm. you know, from from our interactions with with him, um, he he came to like us and guided us through and helped us vet and source and find the right manufacturers who we have now, and we're pretty happy who who we've teamed up with. It's like we got okay. Kobe, LeBron, right. you know, Shaq, and we we ready to hit the dream uh, team. the dream team. Right, really, right, we're, right. Ready, we're ready to ball. So for you guys, you know, and I'm just kind of like trying to document like the steps, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. first thing was, you know, essentially you guys 
found a liaison, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm sure you guys could have did it yourself, right? But it might have taken a little, a little bit longer, right? Way longer. And especially since there, you know, there's a like there's a, a such a, like a family oriented like culture, culture right. right in China that I can assume that you know having someone working with you on mm-hmm. you know on your behalf could open up more doors yeah. rather than someone you know if you just kind of going out to someone random in the street trying to figure things right. out right because you could do that here yeah, yeah. Or, but even yeah. in you know in the states like some people might still you know kind of yeah. like there still has to be some type of way that you guys have to relate mm-hmm. right. So, all right. So now that you found, you know, your liaison, what's the, so what's like the next step once you guys, um, well, so like for us, it was, um, I guess like seeing what that relationship was going to look like, like we just now, as far as, um, you know, got a relationship to where like we have an exclusivity deal to where like we're the only individuals company in all of the united states that can source from this one company for um, for this product for this product right that's dope. and so like that's big that's defensibility right. like that's just a, a whole lot like they really see it as um so there's this company that pretty much supplies all the phones for apple which is like foxconn like they yeah. want to be the foxconn for apple for battery exchange right okay and so the process was just figuring out you know what all they were going to be doing mm-hmm. as far as like building the hardware or whatever that looked like mm-hmm. and what we were going to be doing stateside. And, um, you know, just really thinking about, you know, the, 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 the vision and the plan for battery exchange and what we wanted to build out. Yeah. You know, a lot of it was, you know, we wanted to build this domestic realm and then mm-hmm. we wanted to build like African, you know, Jamaican, the Caribbean. Right. So like making sure that they fit where we want to be five years from now, okay. right? And so, like again, it's just developing a relationship to make sure that there's value add um, on both sides. I think right. like the trip that we just came off of was instrumental to figuring out what that relationship would be like. Mm-hmm. And I know that like not a lot of people have that opportunity, but I believe if you just go out there and like come. obviously, like, yeah, like hopefully you have a contact, like right, just don't right. go out there willy nilly. Right, right, but right. if you just go out there, that means a lot because the one of the cultural things that is important to them is like you're coming into their world. Right. Like a lot of people glo- globally think like, why would send I ever it, leave it, America? Yeah, send, yeah, send you, it, send or an email, just send right. something. But when you're going and stepping into their space, like that's just a, a barrier that like they just like take it down for a second because it's just like, man. They're interested in like really doing business. Like, nah, it's not just like what we do through WeChat. It's just yeah. like these people care about cultivating a relationship. And I know that that's not something a lot of people could do. But if you have the opportunity to do that, like that's a way to to have a real relationship because right. anybody can source. Yeah, like there's e-commerce. There's so many different platforms yeah, yeah. now. Alibaba, that you're, yeah, that you're able to like do that. stuff. But right, if you invest the time in. And really cultivate a a, a lasting relationship, like it's, it's going to be different, right? So it seems like the one of the biggest things, like the biggest advantages, is just in terms of you know, kind of that security, right? You be able to, and it's like a sense of control, right? Because yeah. you know that okay, I, this is going to look the same way every single time that it's built, all right? So did they make your first um your first prototype, or did you have a prototype from someone else before you made this uh this partnership? So we had um, our designs yeah. and kind of we just needed a manufacturing piece. So okay. we kind of drew up what we wanted to have our product look like yeah. and 
how the kiosk would fit in because yeah. we knew the market that we were coming from um, and kind of gave those designs to our manufacturers right. to build out for us. Right. So, and for the listeners, just to kind of describe it. So, again, this the, the battery is like the iPhone shape, right? But it sits in a kiosk, right, mm-hmm. where it maybe holds like five to ten mm-hmm. other batteries. Um, like I said, I've seen it like myself. Like you can essentially use the app to kind of scan it to basically be able to rent remove, yeah, mm-hmm. like rent the, the battery and use it, you know, for as long as you want. And then you return it to another kiosk, similar to how a red box might yeah, exactly. be or any other type of, you know, like those sharing. rent to yeah, yeah. Those, mm-hmm. like ride sharing or, or like, you know, the bikes or stuff like that. So, you know, let's walk through the, the process of like, okay, like, like would, you know, from, Hey, here's our prototype, like our drawing. And this is, to acceptance so you know you found your your um like your your resource right you found like the company that was going to actually manufacture it so how many like what's that a process like oh how many prototypes we went through yeah like yeah Yeah. like what's the process like to to be able to get from here's my idea to this is what i'm gonna accept so so prototypes are big like i mean the first battery we had was bulky man and so the the way you like iterate from that is like, hey, the you like it's off of user experience and like customer feedback. So we yeah. literally, in order to have the perfect product for our end users, we want them to share feedback and like, hey, what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, like our first model literally couldn't even fit in your pocket. It was like way too bulky. So we take that verbiage and like communicate that to the manufacturer and say, hey, we need to go smaller. We we need this. Right. And so like you continue to do that. Like I think it was like three or four times that we went through that to now have this where in essence we're still building and we're still trying to get more efficient. Yeah. I think one thing that's gonna help that out um as we, you know, seek to launch our app in November, um, is <laughs> is to um you know, that's perfect. That's that's perfect. Uh, I, I see you guys aren't low. I, I, I know. I know. I know. Why it's in November too. But okay, I get that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I get it. I'm a fool. I didn't mean. Nah, that. you're good. What I was just saying, like you have to, like I think that entrepreneurs always do the thing of like uh, coming up with a solution, but it's not a problem. Like, yeah, don't like overly design it without getting Putting acceptance from the customers and the right. users first. And I see I feel like that's something that we were intentional in doing and like that's why we have a product yeah. like this. And yeah. like the next phase is right. kind of going to be crazy too. So to build off that, uh we did a lot of pilots. So the first kiosk machine that we had was this big yellow box that kind of looked like a toaster oven oh, and it had these big pop tarts in it. That's the <laughs> best way I can I can describe it. You know what I'm saying? Right, these right, big right. yellow pop tarts. Right. And we were like we knew we wanted to innovate it and make it different, but we wanted to put it out there regardless, you yeah. know, and see what people actually said. Yeah, of course. Of course, you got the oh, this is cool, this is dope, you know, but you got the other feedback that we yeah. really wanted to actually make it better. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what we went and told our, our our guy Steve in China about what we need in our market, yeah. and from there we were able to cultivate the design that you see now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So uh, the kiosk that we have kind of looks like a computer. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, like an old school computer that has the, the batteries in it. Mm-hmm. But we're going to keep iterating of and course. changing and making it fit to to different locations. All right. So before you guys got there, does this already exist? So yeah. they, so when cuz I can assume that you know when you kind of create a prototype that if something has to be built from scratch versus mm-hmm. technology that already exists you know that might be two different price points that might yeah. be two different timelines like what how was that for you guys Yeah so like 
it was important for us to like go to market quickly. Like he was referring to is like we wanted to launch like ASAP. So yeah. we took a mold of what they had and, you know, started to build off of that, like as we were, you know, iterating and mm-hmm. getting different prototypes. And so like, honestly, that's the best way to um, if you're if there is a product out there like that, mm-hmm. like there are several companies we could have kind of went to in order to get something similar. Yeah. But we wanted the most similar to like what our vision kind of looked like, yeah. both battery wise and kiosk machine wise as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So but another thing to add is the app as well. Yeah. What they're doing with the app is not what we're want- wanting to do. So we wanted to they meaning the, the, what they're doing in China. OK. So for us. We're leveraging the advertising piece for businesses yeah. to pro- to promote on our platform. Right. So happy hour specials that bars do or restaurants they have, taco night or yeah, yeah, yeah. karaoke events. All these different things can be promoted on our app so that users can see it before they even get to the place that they want to get dinner from Got or it. get a drink from. And that's not being done in China. Yeah, so yeah. We, we saw that as an open opportunity for business to get more foot traffic, new customers to their location. Even if they have existing customers, they know, oh, there's an added convenience now mm-hmm. that I can stay longer and charge my phone and enjoy the night with my friends and family. So these are the type of things that we think about and we want to um, incorporate into our app, right. uh, which will be out in November. <laughs> yeah, keep keep hanging that plug. All right. So, guys, just the reason why I'm saying like they're not low about the November thing is because clearly there's a setup for the holiday season. Yes. If people are going to be in the street, running around, shopping, yeah, sure. mm-hmm. you're going to need a battery to keep your phone charged. And homecoming. And, and <laughs> homecoming. Like I said, I, I, as soon as you guys said, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. So um, what iteration of prototype am I looking at right here? It's the fourth? Yeah. The fourth? fourth? Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna, basically I'm going to ask the question that everybody really wants to know. All right. So how, what is the ballpark figure to create like you know the the run like so i'm assuming you know for you guys it might be one kiosk and maybe you know the full set of batteries that fits that kiosk Mm -hmm. what's the damage so i think that our damage is not going to be comparable to the average damage right because we're paying about one-fourth of what an individual off the street with no relationship in china would pay uh, let's rewind that back. You so, said you're paying like our cost. Yeah, for is a fraction for, is is one fourth of what. So if an individual like wanted to kind of do the same thing, yeah, it yeah. would be pay four times what uh, we're more, paying. Yeah. Okay, for the actual product. Yeah. See, so okay. that relationship is important, mm-hmm. right? To make sure that you have because you do have, especially if you have a longer vision goal. Yeah. As far as like, nah, this is just not a one time off thing. Like mm-hmm. we want to do this for years to come. Yeah. Like price cut right yeah so essentially like with that relationship you know like in order to kind of get that relationship where you know they are sending in it for the long term like how do you like how do you make that official like is it same contract wise like you would if you were doing something stateside or any Mm -hmm. other thing like how like like because there's a lot to say when you know someone's halfway across the world you know to be able to say like this is what we agree this is what you're going to do yeah that's why we found it important to have an eyes and ears in china which is steve because we needed his expertise his business know-how in china especially even with the language you know what i'm saying there's certain things that we don't articulate in chinese so he does that for us you know what i'm saying so that was vital to 
us getting to where we are now. You know what I'm saying? So, like you said, China's a family-based com- uh, country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Family-oriented. So, we're coming in as outsiders into this uh, culture, and we're being guided by Steve, who's yeah. been able to connect us and put us in the right positions to be successful um, in these meetings. So having that exclusivity, having it both in English and in Chinese, kind of articulate like, oh, these guys are 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 motivated. They know what we, we need to see. And yeah. we articulated that into our document and had everybody review it from our previous students from uh, when we taught in China and then even our legal team that we cultivated here in the, in the States. Having that structure and going there with that mindset and articulating how we see battery exchange growing, they were blown away by what we were able to. Right, to come that up sense with. of professionalism, exactly. like the yeah, exactly. the thoroughness that Listen, you guys. So, and and I just want to chime in just for a second because, like, one of the things that like really propelled me to like come back to America and like do something different was because the narrative of like African Americans and. I mean, on a global standpoint, was was crazy. Like, I remember working in the tech space, and people didn't think that I was supposed to be there just because I'm black. Yeah, you know, and it's just like I want. I, I think it's important that we show them like we we got everything, if not more, at sometimes. Yeah. Um, to give, we have the intellect, we have the skill set, we have like the charisma, like all right. these different, you know. Tangibles and intangibles that go a long way to like build anything out. And so they were not prepared for they they literally thought we were just going to be like the average Joe and what we wowed them with and what we were able to show and like the groundwork that we already did. Like we talked about it earlier as far as like it kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of people. But now we were we were grinding. We were going through accelerator programs. We were like you know, building like ecosystem relationships and yeah, like all different things in order to like be to that point to be ready to be in front of Chinese manufacturers and say, this is why you should believe in us. Right. So so essentially like you, you were doing the the groundwork where you were investor ready per se, but then also, you know, manufacturer ready, right. Like, and kind of be able to kind of do those things. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's dope. Like, <laughs> that's dope. All right. So, so fellas, um, you know, just before, we, you know, we kind of wrap things up, you know, what's next for, you know, battery exchange? That's not next. Um, we, we have a lot going on. So next week we start a IOT accelerator program. Okay. It's called Riot and it's out of uh, the Raleigh-Durham area. Um, so that's going to be really good. It's going to allow us to take our technology uh, capabilities to another level um, and allow us to really you know, playing with the smart city space, that mm-hmm. is really um, a, a push right now. Um, we'll be doing something at Black Wall Street. So we'll be setting up shop there. We'll be pitching. Um, I think I'm hosting the pitch competition there as well. And then <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that is on the agenda is what we're doing around homecoming uh, for Winston-Salem State. We believe that what we're doing is something that not only we can do, we want to like push and motivate students on campus to get into the tech space, get into entrepreneurship and, you know, think outside of the nine to five. And so, you know, we're partnering with the university during that time to cultivate a culture shift. Okay. So, okay. yeah, those are big. And the app is dropping in November. Team building, like there's so many aspects like that is just like needed and, and, 
and we're just figuring it out. Like, yeah. I, I think a part of this is like, we're still figuring it out. We don't have it all, you know, set in stone. We, we don't know. Like right. we lean for our advisors. We lean for people that already did it. But those are like the big staple events that are kind of coming up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what we want to do guys is like, I want to take a quick break and we're going to come back. I'm going to wrap things up. Gotcha. And we're back. All right, fellas. So, you know, that was our conversation about sourcing, you know, in relevance to, you know, battery exchange, your Internet of Things company, you know, in terms of, you know, battery sharing and stuff like that. All right. So what we're going to do now is going to go into our wrap up segment, uh, which is called Concept Startup Growth. And basically this segment really kind of looks at everything at a very like 30,000 square foot level. Right. Like, you know, looking from the top down, very macro. Right. And we're going to look at it from like the different stages in terms of if someone is trying to, you know, they identify like, hey, I need to source something like I want to build this water bottle or this microphone or whatever. You know, we're going to try to take them through the different stages in terms of how they can get that stuff done. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, of course, in relation to what worked for you guys. So the first portion is called concept. So this is really about the planning stage. Mm-hmm. So when someone is planning to like kind of go down the avenue of sourcing. What would be some things that you would tell them to do? I say educating yourself because people don't understand how big China is. You can't just like throw a dart and expect to be in the right space for building water bottles. You might be in a space where manufacturing is for electronics. So really just educating yourself on which country, which city focuses on what, yeah, whatever niche or niche that you want to get into. So I think like, that's like first and foremost, like educating yourself on the market that you're yeah. wanting to get sourcing from. All right. So if someone doesn't have their Steve, right? Mm, yeah. What are some tools that you know that you might you know bring to their attention to kind of say, hey, look, this might help. Uh, I would say exposure. You know, getting yourself out of your comfort zone. So if you have a T-shirt company that you're wanting to start, or you want to manufacture headphones you know what i'm saying yeah. anything that you thinking that you want to start or put a creative touch on i would say like desmond said do your research educate yourself but also immerse yourself okay you know what i'm saying right. get out of oh i gotta stick with my mans or i gotta right, you know right, what i'm right, saying right, like right, right, right. yeah you can keep your mans but you gotta yeah, but you gotta do what you gotta do what makes exactly, what makes sense exactly and i think that you know with that education standpoint it's like there's podcasts out there. There's like yeah. articles out there. There's all these things out there yeah. to like get you closer. If you don't have a Steve, um, is again just like going back to education as far yeah. as like this is what it takes in order to like build these relationships. Because I, what I said, like if you have the chance to, you know, I'm not saying we're like super amazing, but if you have the chance to develop a relationship like us, yeah, just off of being intentional on understanding the culture instead of like just coming off and like, hey, like I'm looking for this, yeah. I'm via Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just throwing money. Like, there's so many like more efficient ways that you can go about actually right. developing a relationship. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like and I just want to ask a question. So, is traveling to the country? Do you think that's mandatory? Yes, yeah. definitely. Right. I mean, not necessarily like you need to do that first or whatever like that, but that has like to be. that that needs to be somewhere within that mm-hmm. that that stage. I think that it's for a lot of reasons because we can defend the American perspective on what they think China is like because we've been there, right? So, like, a lot of people, you know, offer the strength. If we weren't there, they might have said, like, your product's out of China. Like, how do you know? 
how do you know? How do you know? And I'm yeah. just like, we know because we've been there. We've been there. We've spoken to the people. We so it's inside, not like yeah. we're just calling up and saying like, hey, do you have this? Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about like, there's so many like, you know, cybersecurity things that play into account. So you want to make sure that you really understand what you're getting yourself into. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Great. So now we're going to move into startup, right? So the startup phase is more kind of like on the executing of that plan. All right. So when you're going, you know, you have your plan, you know, you've you've educated yourself, you've immersed yourself, you know, when it comes to, you know, executing the plan to source out, you know, to outsource, you know, your product or your service, like, what do you, what would you kind of like explain? I would say have your money right. Because like at at the end of the day, this is like business too. Right. And I feel like, you know, we didn't get caught on it and like actually don't do what we did. Like <laughs> luckily we had the relationship. Yeah. But you know, definitely have your ducks in a row. So if you gotta like grind it at the nine to five and like do that and stack bread in order to pay for like a big shipment of whatever it is, mm-hmm. like the prototype stage, like prototypes aren't free. Like yeah. just have enough money to like start the process yeah. and like cultivate it until you get what you want. Yeah. And then to build off of that, you kinda want to secure your business. So if you have a name that you kind of have in mind for your business, mm-hmm. putting that um, into your business plan and LLC, incorporating it, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, and surround. So if, a lot of, a lot of things that we don't do now is leverage the relationships that we made in college, because some of the people that you have met in college or outside of college are in fields that you need help in. Mm-hmm. There are lawyers that went to your school. There are, uh, uh, marketing majors who graduated. Yeah. There are people who finished with econ masters and all these different um, um, uh, concentrations that kind of help you move your business along. So yeah. for us, that's what we were able to do from our fraternity, from mm-hmm. graduating from Winston to the people that we've met in D.C., that we've met in Atlanta, meeting you. And right. like all these different networking opportunities yeah. bring people together to kind of help you move your business along. Because right. you can kind of vet out who fits in and who don't you right, know right, so right, that's right. that's another you thing you gotta be resourceful for yeah, the, yeah. like the pieces that you have in yeah. hand like you're not gonna have all the opportunities to do everything so what he's saying is like building out laterally yeah. you know more so than like right. up and down this is something that i always kind of like try to drive and i learned this from uh like an instructor when i was at um, dell state um basically she explained that you know basically networking is about who you know mm-hmm. right but if you change your perspective and you focus on net weaving right it's about the people that know you mm-hmm. right because things you can know everybody and everybody yeah. but if those people don't know you and they're not the ones the ones like that building that relationship you know exactly. where you provide that value to that person you know you want that you know you need to be able to build that relationship with certain people so that when something comes up they're going to say hey you need to speak to death mm-hmm. you need to speak to Aubrey. Mm-hmm. you need to speak to ea like you know and that will you know that could be more translatable into yeah. like actual dollars or actual like opportunities and stuff right yeah. so um I'm, just, I'm gonna ask so from you know you can give me a ballpark you know uh for your um for your prototypes what's the ballpark figure that you guys you know spent you know because you said have your money right we're not throw it out there, you know, for my prototype for the it's like seven. Yeah, about seven K. Seven K? Yeah. To get up to the fourth uh what do you call? Um That's well, everything kind of 
structuring the business the right way, getting the first prototypes and batteries. Um, And then, like, you got to think about the shipping cost on a lot of things, right? And then especially now that all these tariff things are coming into play. So I would say, like, a comfy 10 would be legit to where, like, you're able to kind of make some moves. Because I think that one thing that you forget about is, like, while you're vetting like one company like that might not be the company after like two prototypes like nah that's not a thing i gotta go to another company so you've already spent a couple hundred with this now you gotta start all over with another company so just understanding that process so to put it in perspective you know since you guys leveraged the relationship you guys essentially spent around 35 to 40 you know if 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 you know if you got it if you paid it you know at face value like for what it's really worth All right, so yeah, you guys kind of blew my stuff out of the way. Yeah, because I was, you know, spending around like 15, you know, mm-hmm. basically all in in the sense of, you know, in terms of like building, like a lot of it in the beginning was, you know, like, you know, making sure your LLC was right, making a lot, yeah. lot of that stuff in the, in the beginning. Yeah. But then, like, you know, actually paying for that, for the app to be made, that run at 12 to 15 mark. Exactly. And, you know, and, you know, there's some, some, there's some sacrifices that you have to, t- that you have to make, you know, to make, you know, to make that stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really it's about betting on yourself. Oh, for sure. You know, and I, you know, I would never change that, you know, for, you know, for the world, for what I did, because, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of on track, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely understand that. All right. So uh, the last section is called growth. Right. And this is about adapting. So if something goes wrong or, you know, say something like with like, you know, pending tariffs and, you know, trade clauses, you know, trade deals with like, uh, you know, the U.S. and maybe you're a country where you're doing business, you know, particularly you guys are using China. Uh, what do you guys really kind of explain for um, for that? I it's, think. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I, well, for us, we know it's a territory. You know what I'm saying? Once you kind of enter in a business that is internationally based, mm-hmm. you kind of have to expect things to kind of go wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's how you, like you said, adapt to it. And uh, for us, we've, we're resilient. That's one of our like core values, being resilient, getting shit done, making mm-hmm. sure that we surround ourselves with the, the right people, mm-hmm. with the right mindset, who are bringing optimism and positivity. Because there's a lot of people who have negative mindsets and uh, kind of Debbie Downers on. Trust me, when I first started this, it was a lot of people like, "Man, just stop." You know what I'm saying? Give it up. And I was like, "What? what? Like, yeah, you know what I'm like, saying? Like, why? Like, yeah, man." So for me, it's just like, "Okay, you're right, bro." But in my mind, I'm like, "I'm gonna keep pushing." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I knew surrounding myself with individuals who also had that same drive and passion is is needed. You know what I'm saying? You have to find people who are going to push you like Desmond will push me every day like bro leave me alone like, right, right, right. It's, it's needed though like the accountability the accountability like and, and pushing through so for me it was I knew I needed a partner like that to mm-hmm. kind of get me out of my comfort zone and I knew he kind of needed me on the you know being personal and getting close with somebody and kind of figuring it out working one on one with somebody so for us we knew we meshed for that reason and we knew the the outcome was the betterment of our families, the legacy we leave behind, and just changing the narrative of what black men are able to do. Dope. Yeah. yeah well, so. What's up, man? Nah, I think I just say, um, as far as the growth perspective, um, I think it's important to like build a supporting cast. Like, like one of the things that is 
the reason why we're here is like we got a team of like 10 people that are like able to do certain things like and it just kind of depends on what type of company you want to build right like if you're building something to where like it's just like one or two people but if, if it's something that's bigger than that like don't feel like you have to take it all on everything and doing everything like start a mode yeah you kind of got to do that but it gets to a point to where it's just like find the right people that fit that mold yeah. and then continue to build them as well. And I think another thing is just, you know, learning from your mistakes, really, like as you grow, like, why are you making the same mistakes a year after like you started a business, like you, you've done it. So mm-hmm. I think if you're intentional in like the mentality and the, like the, that growth, like that could take your business to a whole nother level. Okay. That's dope, man. Right, man. So that was concept startup growth. You know, I'll wrap up segment about talking about sourcing. All right. So, you know, Aubrey mentioned this a couple of times throughout the interview. And, you know, speaking of comfort zones, we're going to get to the next part, um, section called hashtag comfort zone killer. And this is basically a social media call to action to the listeners to kind of keep them motivated, you know, throughout the week until the next episode of Open Up Shop. All right, so what do you guys got for us? I got two, actually, and they're two African proverbs. So one is, uh, it takes a village, um, not only to raise a child, but to cultivate a business, to do anything outside of what you're uh, normally doing, um, and also bringing something to the table in that village. So for me, um, I knew growing up, my parents had to work various jobs just to pay the rent and pay for us to go to school. So I had to grow up with my cousins. I had to grow up with uh, my nieces and nephews. I had to grow up with my uncles and different people that my parents had kind of formulated and built relationships with. And I learned from all of them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That yeah. kind of pushed me to learn more about outside of just being uh, Ghanaian, but also American, black, you know, uh, had Hispanic friends, like just tap. Tapping into those different markets um, was vital for me. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. So for me, going to China we was, was everything. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We went there together. Uh, we went back again. So for me, it's like it's a longevity of this partnership. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're in it for the long haul. Um, and we're growing and teaching each other things that we didn't know, you know, months ago, right. you know, but as we continue to grow year after year, month after month, week after week, we're building, we're becoming a stronger company, uh, building stronger team members. And they're, they're learning from us. We're the leaders of the company. So how we pr- project ourselves or present ourselves is how they're going to actually, um, and in, in, internalize that and push it out themselves. So we want to be our very cognizant of how we move. Um, so those are my two. Dope. Yeah. I think some words that like are really important to me is faith, patience, and resilience. Right. And obviously, like any entrepreneur is going to have a level of faith that <laughs> takes them to a, a point of seeing the unseen. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important part of that process is the patience. And I think back to, you know, like when I'm, I just almost knew that I was going to be in Jamaica building this company one way ticket down there. Right. Yeah. But, you know, God was just like, man, it's not time yet. And like eight months later, I'm in China. But like, if I didn't have that patience, like I would have you know, missed the opportunity for me to like really move forward. And I just feel like a lot of people aren't comfortable in that 
waiting game and you have to be and then the resilience is just the work like yeah. you were faithful about something you were patient about it like why not put in the work why not like bleed whatever you want to build right and so i yeah. think those are some important pieces in my life and i hope that you know it resonates with somebody else yeah man that was dope man yo you guys like you guys killed this today man <laughs> like i said like i can't tell that you guys have you know are professionals at this man <laughs> i can't tell that man but man again i want to you know thank you guys you know taking time out you know literally could have probably been anywhere in the world you know yeah. probably china but you're here with me you know where we had this conversation about sourcing all right so you know let the listeners know more where they can find out more about you guys individually more about battery exchange and again, what is to come? Yeah, for sure. BatteryExchange.co, BatteryExchange.co for others. Um, Twitter is BatteryExchange um, underscore. Instagram, BatteryExchange Inc. Um, on a personal level, Worldwide Wigs. And Ob to God on IG. <laughs> okay. And then when you when you hear Battery Exchange, there's no E, X. It's just battery and then X. Yeah. Okay. And then change. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. So again, yeah, thank you, you know, guys for coming out. You know, you, you guys really provide a lot of value when it comes to, you know, it comes to sourcing and stuff like that. And to be honest, like I was definitely not really seeing the the I wasn't expecting the uh the relationship building part mm-hmm. and how that really kind of plays a huge role, mm-hmm. right? You know, things on the short term and the long term. And right. so I definitely think there's like, you know, like astronomical amount of value in that and i really do appreciate it thank you man thank you (laughs) (laughs) i got so listeners make sure that you tune in next week for your weekly dose of make it happen but in the meantime you can learn more about my journey by following me at ea the exec on all platforms learn more about open shop at open shop us and openshop.com and if you are in winston-salem you can come visit me at the open media lab at 301 north main street in downtown winston-salem and you can find out more about what we're doing here at the open media lab on all social platforms now go get your journey started and build your idea project or business just remember all you have to do is open up shop peace